Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. So hello and welcome to today's session. I'll be talking to Sky Barber and Sky is a business and leadership strategist, has played a vital part in helping ambitious entrepreneurs build multi six, seven and multi seven figure businesses by halving their workloads and whilst doubling their profits. Um, I worked with Sky, so I'll be sharing some of my story with Sky today and how she's helped me. Um, and we're going to be talking about how you shift from sole trader on your own to having a initial a team and how to manage that team ongoing. So how to pivot being a, on your own to having your dream team. Enjoy. Hello, Sky. You lovely Sky B, as I like to call you, like you're some sort of um, Sky B in the house, like some rapper <laughs> coming at you, like Cleopatra kind of vibe. <laughs> I see see your name on on Facebook or wherever. I'm like Sky B in the house because there are that many Skies. We have to have the surname. <laughs> exactly, and what a great surname you've got. Barbara is your surname, and you're an active farmer's wife. So, and you, you, your surname's Barber. Is that not ironic? Do you not wear a barber? Well, I do have a few barbers, yes. But, mm, well, my my uh, my dad's side of the business are retailers as well. So they used to sell barber jackets all the time. And my grandparents used to uh, get thinking, people used to think that she was the Margaret Barber because her name was Margaret. And no, <laughs> she wasn't. I mean, I often say to people, like, if that was, if that was my family, when I worked in retail myself, I was like, I wouldn't be working in this shop. <laughs> I'd be working in a different one. <laughs> well, it's lovely to have you, um, Sky Barber, uh, Sky B in the house. And so I invited Sky along today because I'm a business owner. I've been a business owner for 10 years. Um, I've grown my advisor business to nine advisors then back right down to two. It's just me and one other, which is lovely and quiet and comfortable. I'm not always going to stay in the comfortable lane, by the way. It's just how I like it right now. Um, and I've had, well, I'm trying to grow my online business on my marketing side of the, 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 the company, um, whichever company you're looking at, that um, I've had different people doing different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point last year after a terrible experience, which I never want to relive, massive lessons learned around who you have in your team and what impact they have and how toxic they are and really questioning people's intentions and what they think the job is um and sometimes we have like this idea of what other people are looking for and so I used to think that's what I need so Mm -hmm. people were talking about operation directors or OBMs or online business managers as they're called or executive PAs VAs all these different sort of fancy words um and I got to a point where I just lost any concept of what my team needed to look like mm-hmm. um I was confused by what what it should look like what I needed what I wanted and I was reaching burnout I had actually re- reached burnout and I was spending so much time managing my team and not enough time actually running the business or generating business or talking to clients mm-hmm. and I spent a third of my week 
just managing situations, problems, etc. So having the right team is crucial because it then draws your energy and your time, energy being actually the worst thing. I always love the saying, manage your energy, not your time, because mm-hmm. something like that was just draining. Um, and I was then having to micromanage people because I didn't understand any other way of doing it. And I had all the wrong, I, I didn't intentionally have the wrong people doing the wrong jobs. I, I, you know, bear in mind, I was a regional sales manager running a team of 28. I'm, I've mm-hmm. worked in management before. I've, you know, I've been in business 11 years now. It, but it just wasn't clicking and I couldn't figure out why. So come save us today. <laughs> I, went and, I went and spoke to this guy and I'll be honest, I don't know if you're in business, I don't know if you have this guy, but you mm. see someone talks the talk and you're like, mm-hmm. you sound perfect. I'm really excited. But eventually once you've been in business 11 years, you're like, yeah, I've heard it all before, love. Let's just see what can happen first. We'll just, we'll just see. <laughs> We'll just see He's what saying you're cynical, do. Rebecca. I'm getting a little bit <laughs> cynical in my older age. Yeah. Um, and let's just see if you can do it, right? And 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 to be fair, I found out what where my, my blind spots were. Mm-hmm. I figured out what I was doing wrong. And now I have I actually have one person doing all the jobs that the other people were doing before. Mm-hmm. And I have so much more time. I don't have to micromanage anybody. Um, and it's built so much better structure in my business and everyone knows what they're doing and what the expectations are and it was so it was really enlightening and there wasn't anything that was you know it was a lot of what I was doing in my when I was a regional sales manager like mm-hmm. I, I just brought a lot of structures that you brought into it asked the right questions and figured out what I was doing wrong mm-hmm. you just sometimes you just need that little bit of insight to give mm-hmm. you a clearer path down the road mm-hmm. um so that's a little testimonial for Sky, and that's why I brought her oh, into this you. call because um, I think it's a big challenge for people to scale and to grow their businesses on their terms, how they want yeah. it to look. And I think it's a big issue for people to go from one man bands or just dealing on their own, and then like the first step to then take on maybe a VA or mm-hmm. a social media manager. But actually, then what happens after that? Like, what does yeah. that look like as a next step? Yeah, the hiring part is like actually the easier part. Everyone thinks it's the hardest. Like, I don't know who to find or where to find them. It's actually once they're in, that's when the hard work starts. Right. So talk to me a little bit about your process. What should, how do people start to navigate recruiting? Think about Mm -hmm. what kind of person they want Mm -hmm. and what what are the steps they have to do to make sure they're starting on the right foot? Yeah. Okay. Love, Love this. And it is it is really different as well hiring and growing a team from your business baby than when you're in a job like hiring and you know I've had hundreds of people run teams of 250 people um in one team at a time and it is very very different when it is your money when it is your responsibility when it's your business and your baby and your name above the door uh and reputation to protect so if anyone's feeling like, oh my goodness, like this feels like a big deal or I'm not big enough, or I'm not ready enough. I would say like, don't worry, you're not alone with that. Like I, I had so much training in it and I still felt like that. But as one person, we can only do so much. And yes, we can systemize, we can automate, we can bring in digital products and things like that, if that's what, the way you want to go down. But unless it's you marketing, unless it's you feeling, answering the emails, like nothing gets done, nothing gets sold, nothing happens without you when you're on your own. So it's great if you want a freelancing job, 
but it's not if you want to have a business that even to take like a week from and you want to move forward. So we need to introduce people at some level of your business. It's And it can be small. It can be in a really like five hours a month even can make a difference to you and your business. So in terms of like how, how to go about recruiting, I think the key thing is to identify like, what is it you need? And that need is going to be slightly different from person to person. Although I can talk about themes of like, let's get you out of the inbox or let's get you out of like the uh, tennis playing communication to get someone booked in or like, you know, that's kind of like the admin based task, but you want to focus on like, what is it you love? I call it talent zone. What is it you're brilliant at? What are the things that you really enjoy doing? Typically, that's where the money is. So with your case, Rebecca, like you are, you are not were, you are amazing with clients. You're amazing at building rapport with people, building trust with people, having them open up like you to then support them with their finances. And way beyond that, your talent is lost when you have to do loads of different back. Yes, yeah, see, she's fishing, swicking, flicking her hair here. If you're listening to this on the podcast, feeling very good about stuff. But it is lost when you're just spending your time like going through the dregs of the inbox, as an example. Or mm. I look at things holistically, like doing all the ironing, washing, and washing up and cleaning at home when you could be having great conversations and building your network in your networking business, as an example. So there's a big, it's identifying like, how do you want your role to be? And what are you right now doing that actually doesn't light you up or you're not very good at and someone else could do easily? Well, that forms a basis of your job list. And you know, right, these are the tasks I want someone to do, but I want you to take this one step further. And this is what most people don't do. They say, right, I want someone to own my inbox. I want someone to do my social media, but they don't say, I want someone to remove, so I have one client who was in her inbox 24 hours a day, a week, not a day, 24 hours a week. I want to reduce that to like two hours a week maximum, like set some outcomes. Like I want someone to do my social media. I want them to build my reach or I want them to boost the engagement or I want them to build my group to X. Like let's have some measures because when we've got something to measure against, that person can, who's coming in to do that role knows what a good job is. And knows what we're looking for and those expectations. So it's about defining what tasks, the outcome, and then creating an advert and just going out there and looking. Like if you're looking for a freelancer, go and look where freelancers hang up, Facebook groups, like what is their interest? Like freelancing websites, like Upwork or even Fiverr. If you're looking for an employee, where are they looking for a job? Indeed, a monster if that's still a thing. Um, sometimes social media, but it's unlikely if your friends are all business owners on social media, you're not going to find someone as easily who wants to be employed. So just think about where does that person hang up and go and advertise for them. And I want you to remember that when you're hiring someone, like it is much about whether they want to work with you as you want to work with them. And no one's going to know that if you just go off a referral. So referrals are great, but then do some of the legwork yourself. I like ask some questions. Do a, even if it's an informal interview, have a conversation see how they react in certain scenarios, put down on paper exactly what you want and how, like how they do it. If that, is that important to you? An example. But that's a really important point because, Mm -hmm. um, so when I did this process, um, I figured out exactly what I wanted this person to be. And I Mm -hmm. actually then was able to call it a marketing assistant. It wasn't a VA, it wasn't an OBM. It wasn't any of those fancy like social media manager. I wanted a marketing assistant. I wanted somebody that I could, and I actually put in the ad, oh, I'm looking for my unicorn. 
because everyone was telling me that this person didn't exist. You couldn't find somebody that could do all the things. They can't do copy and mm. images. They can't do images and tech. They can't do tech and funnels. They can't do funnels and write emails. But I was like, yeah, but I want, I want, the, I want the best. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's just see. Oh, why not? Why not ask the question, right? But I was really clear on what I wanted them to do. So mm. I, was, I was like, these are the platforms I want you to work on. These are the kinds of things I want you to do. And I was very clear in my job description. So someone can look at that and go, I can do that. Now, there was one or two things, like, for example, Google ads that mm-hmm. the person in question couldn't do. But she that was OK. That, it was like a preference. That was OK that she didn't do those couple of things. Um, but it was more important than the other stuff. And she stood out like a sore thumb from everybody else. Like it, she, she was it was so obvious she was the right mm. person. And having that a conversation with her was just mm. so obvious um, and there was I did an interview I interviewed mm-hmm. like five or six different people and there was mm-hmm. two or three that I were very similar and it would be really hard to pick between the two but then she just stood up stood up like, like she was a standing unicorn with a like white mane and like just looked beautiful beautifully um, groomed and washed yeah, and like, hooves. I was like yum I'm picking you like pick me pick me like it's like I'm definitely picking you and um it, it, it was it was then when she came in because I was very clear at the front the foremost of like this is what I want you to do then when she started she was up and ready to go like she was just yeah. like excited and there was no curveballs there's no like oh I didn't realize I was meant to be doing that and yeah. as a business owner I think sometimes what we can be guilty of is we're one scared to take on somebody because we're worried about the outlay we're too mm-hmm. scared to take on somebody because we're then worried about not just the cost of outlay but also the time the outlay of time of mm-hmm. what you know having to invest in this person and what if it goes wrong and you have to have a difficult conversation like, yeah I want right? to do that but you've got to do the upfront work and set yeah. the expectation so therefore that takes time to then figure out what like you said exactly what do I need and what do I want yeah. them doing so once I'd figured yeah. out that role and exactly what it was that actually wasn't that difficult that part was actually easier and if I got it right then it made the rest that was like the magic bullet the rest was so much easier thereafter I just did a post today on 50 shades of grey and and (laughs) because I see that not literally like whips and everything although we are both horse riders so we probably own whips for that reason plenty of them yeah (laughs) you did say it was an informal podcast so that's all right um but but one of the major things I go into businesses and I look around, I'm like, well, no freaking, I, no wonder this isn't working because there's gray everywhere. There's no black or white. No one really knows where they stand. They don't know what a good job is. And then everyone's like people pleasing or pissing each other off. And it just doesn't work. Like as business owners, we need to just be clear to start with, we can change our mind. This is what we need for now, for now. And we can grow into this role. And that, that person comes in and is like, oh yeah, I can do this. And then they can say, oh, but I can also do this and we can do that. And I want to add in here, it's not just about what someone does, it's about the attitude someone brings, like yeah. behavioral, like how are they going to fit into the way you want to do the business? Culture, the, what, the culture, the culture you are. Yeah. And they may, you may not think like, oh, it's just me. I don't have a culture. You do. You have a style. You have a preference. Like, yeah. do you want someone who can work in the evenings and like, is going to be messaging you for like wanting your input? Or is that going to drive you nuts? Yeah. Do you want someone who's like a lone wolf and they can just go off and do things for themselves, but then aren't going to necessarily want you to check any of their stuff. Like they just want to get on with it. Like what is oh, your, I can't do needy. I cannot do, I'm a like a, <laughs> I don't know the freaking answer. Just go and Google it. What are you asking me for? Like, that's my management style. Probably not best. But I love that. Because you are you are black and white as a person. And that's why I just, 
she respects you and we got on really well because you just always know where you stand with you you're straight talking you're direct you are a real people person and yet oh, you don't suffer fools and that's no. what I love and I wish more people could be refreshingly straightforward as you but unfortunately they some can't. people don't and like it fun. some people don't like it though I'll be honest with you Sky because they can't woo me or like bend me around their little finger or I don't go it's my daughter's the same we don't really go with the little clicks and get in with the little yeah. groupies because it's just not who I am. I either, I either like, like like you, and that means I love you to bits, and like you've, you've got all of me kind of thing. Yeah. Or I'm like, well, that's fine. You can just stand over there, and that's all good. Um, so, but thank you for the compliment. I tell as a compliment. So, thank you for the compliment. It is a compliment. It is a compliment. But I also, you know, <laughs> I can see how it could go the other way. But when you look at your individual style, you've got a preference. You've got a way of working, and for some people, that will be heaven. For someone mm. else, that might be hell. But the more aware you can be of that, the easier it will be to find the right fit person for you. But what this comes back to, you know, I can talk here about, let's be honest, it's going to bore you to tears if I carry on talking about the hiring process and this step and that step. Blah. Anyone can do that. The, the reality of it is, unless you truly know, like, yourself and your style, the way in which you do what you do, why you do, like, your unconscious patterns of why do you keep finding the wrong person and hiring or <laughs> yeah. why is it that that type of person yeah. keeps drawing you in and it's not just hiring this yeah. also happens you know I help people with their love lives and their because it's all about your support about it. And, 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 the, and the reason I, have, I totally get that is mm-hmm. so when I first started my business so this took 11 years ago and I grew it to a point where I had nine advisors. When I, when I, at that point, um, I was a very different person. I, the version mm-hmm. you see now, um, I was, I was, I wouldn't say weaker because that sounds really derogatory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't as strong in my boundaries, what mm-hmm. I wanted. I didn't know myself as well. I didn't know what I wanted. And so I went into it and my literally what I'd say to people was, this is not Re- Rebecca Robertson show. So I don't want to be at the forefront. This is about you as much as it is about me. And I'm here to help you and support you. So I then take on these advisors where they have the mentality that I'm not important, as in me, Rebecca, aren't important, that they're more important. And actually, I all my all, everything that I do is to support them. So you can imagine that's the foundation of how I went into it and how they took the relationship to work. And you can imagine how hard that was for me for about yeah. three years um, because I had demanding divas. And if you're listening to my podcast and I don't talk to you anymore, there's a reason why I don't talk to you anymore. And you know why, um, what, you know, that's because I don't suffer fools gladly and I don't want people like that in my life anymore. Wish you all the best. Send you all the love. Good luck. Um, and so I just had to say that that just came out of nowhere. I don't mean that's no, like terrible. Um, but there was three years of, of, of even longer with one person where it just seemed it was all about them. And they just drained me of energy. They always was trying to cut me on the price. They wanted more out of me. They were just rinsing for whatever they could get out of me. Mm. And now, as I, if I, as I consider what my next step is to grow the company and what my next scale looks like, oh my God, the conversation would be completely different as towards how that would work. So you're so right, how you're thinking and how you're setting up the relationship from a, what your energy is, what your values are, where you're coming from uh-huh. is, is, in, is integral to everything. That literally wasted years, but I learned a lot from that process, so I don't regret it. And what I want to add to that is, you know, you were going in the mindset of like, 
teams come first and there's a lot to be said for that I've also worked with a lot of business owners who team just don't register and it's like all about clients and profit and nothing about team and I tell you what that doesn't work either (laughs) you have to look after your people it is about balancing the three team customers and profit that being said when you put everyone else before you and you put your own needs right to the bottom it, it causes a real risk to the business because at some point, and you may have the biggest fuse in the world or not, and the biggest tolerance in the world, but at some point you're going to start resenting that and it's going to be heavy and oh, it's going to be hard and continuing in that business in that way is going to be very, very difficult, which yeah. is actually why I started, this is a tiny shameless plug here, but it is relevant. I, I started my app business HQ because I knew too many people were nervous to make that call on what they could invest in a team or nervous about what they were paying themselves or they were choosing to pay the team over paying themselves. I was like, hang on. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, I've done it. I have done that same thing. And, you know, it comes from a good place of investing and investing in others. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen, but it should only happen for a certain period of time. And then the the, the scales need to change and they need to tip in your favor. Otherwise, let's pack up the shop and go and get a job because it would be a lot easier (laughs) in many ways, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, if you're listening to this in a business owner, like continue, because it obviously is so amazing. So what's HQ? So it's, it's explain. So, HQ. HQ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, my Simple HQ is an app. I'm afraid we're only launching in America right now because of the financial regulation. Um, yeah. It connects directly to your bank account. And what it allows is for complete cash clarity. So if you've got 5,000, 10,000, let's say dollars at the moment, um, or pounds in your bank account, it will subdivide a bit like the Dave Ramsey approach or the, you know, envelope with money or the profit first methodology. But what, instead of needing 101 bank accounts or envelopes under your pillow, it force, it ha- gives you like profit goggles on the front of your bank account. So you can see what money is yours, what money is there to reinvest in expenses, what's profit. And it also allows you to set personal and business goals. So you can start rewarding yourself. For That's the amazing. Business. Sounds amazing. And we've we've wrapped with accountability as well, because what we've noticed is so many business owners, you know, what is it like one in six, one in seven go within the first year or two and sorry, 60% go within the first three years. And that's because often it's exhausting time and they're not getting the money from it. So I'm like, oh, I needed a tool to get the money lined up. I know how to create time for people. Win-win. I'm just not very good with numbers, but you are a numbers girl as well. And you make the wealth happen for people. Yeah, but with you know, it's, it's like sometimes I feel like the, a fat doctor. You know, sometimes I'm not, I'm not, um, or the new health secretary that's now been appointed that says that she's not a, a health role role model, um, and but she's now the health secretary. There are so many, uh, you know, ironic circumstances. I have to make, um, I have accountability with my bookkeeper, who was, has worked as a VA that's worked in my business for years, and she does my um, management accounts, um, alongside quarterly meetings within my accountant. Mm-hmm. um so and that we do that on a rolling quarterly basis so that I know when my business is on a quarterly basis so I can make decisions in the tax year rather than after the the event um so but I have to have help with that so even though you know I, I sort of know what I'm doing and I've been in business a while you still need help and accountability because you can't have your eye on everything all the time yeah and, um, and I would call that the like the independent block in us that says like, I should be able to like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm really, I am good at numbers. I am good at this. This is my thing. Like, yeah, we can be really independent about it, but actually sometimes it's really good to have someone else's perspective. Someone else manage you on those things and you Mm. can't 
hold it for your clients like and yourself all the time and I think it's really amazing to say and this is why I love the mission of my business is we can only do so much as one person and you yeah. are empowering other people to support you and they're going on to go and help other people in the same way that they help you and well, yeah we're helping the economy literally you know yeah. we're, we're helping the economy I, I, I have two members in my team if I wasn't paying them they wouldn't get they would that's that's their main salary yeah. you know, that they get they're not they're not employed and um, but that's their main income they have other income as well mm. um and it's really it's important to them and they love they work, love working in my company they love doing what they do so um small business owners are crucial they are they are I have got five people including so four people plus me in my business and one was the last person's last day today because oh, our wow. circumstances she's worked with me for five years she's been absolutely amazing not Hannah no 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 not Hannah. no Nikki is my home help and uh, okay. childcare, but my son's going, one's gone to school, one's yeah. gone to nursery two days, and I yeah. also have other home help, so I'm not alone here still. And, and you know, we've, the circumstances have changed and we've outgrown the situation and I've got flowers behind me and, the, and earrings here and various things to give her and we absolutely love her. But four months ago, I had to make the decision that actually this is, this doesn't make cost sense. Thanks, yeah. But what's interesting is that I would include in my like business, with my business hat on, the three people I have in my team. Uh, but yeah, basically, but you've included, and at one point I did have a nanny, but mine are at school now. Um, and, but what's interesting is in your five, you included yourself and you included your home help. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the one of the light bulb moments that I had working with you as well. Is it? It's not just the support um, in your business. It's right. for a lot of women as well. It's actually where where you're getting drawn off in different directions. And yeah. the amount of every team meeting that we have, um, we sort of have a well, actually that's not true. Like when we go into like into a quarter or a new phase, like recently when we've come out of the summer into into the, the September time, going into the end of the year, we sort of have a reflection, and all of the women um are getting and including myself are getting drawn due to childcare issues in different different ways so like I mind a lot easier now but some of them have younger children and it's it's really difficult you've mm. got to pay for childcare. so I think then you're then you're like okay but if I go and do do bring someone into my team um or I bring in a, ch- a cleaner or I get more childcare, the concern is the financial aspect mm-hmm. to, to grow that but it, it, you've got to find a way to scale. And that, that is one of the most, if you, if you can crack one thing, that's the thing to crack. And I just spoke to today, I went to lunch with an accountant, a lo- lovely lady called Stacey Foster. Um, and she started her business about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a newborn baby, 18 months later, she had another baby. And she's just a year ago had another baby. Awesome. And yeah right I know I said to her you're mad like yeah. mental um but what was crucial in all of that is that she she started quite fast and quite hard and she had enough profitability in the business to um bring on help administration help and also get a nanny and she did that was her decision I know that's not everyone the woman's decision in terms of the hours that she worked and then more recently when she had this last child she actually brought in a new client accountant that's a qualified accountant to come in and actually take over basically the whole client business. Yep. So now she's gone back into the business. She's not actually managing clients anymore. She's the managing director and growing and scaling the company. Yep. And it was almost like the, having the baby was the catalyst. It was the best thing ever. And this yep. happened very similar to myself because mm-hmm. I had to make adjustments to make the process work. I had to bring on staff. So 
that that's why I think what you do is so important because that mindset to shift from being a sole person or just a small team to scale and grow your business is all about bringing on the right people doing the right job giving you the right support yeah I love that and and the reason I went into this is because quite frankly you know I had two very or have two very entrepreneurial parents and my mom gave up her dream to have us four children when she was three in and was like I can't juggle this anymore like mm. she was breastfeeding under the stairs in a retail shop where the, with a baby <laughs> uh and the au pair had had only just passed her driving test and was was running late and she just couldn't take the emotional draw of it all and then my dad always worked because a he loves working and b he um he had the financial pressure to support us all and so i was like grew up being like right you can either be a great mummy or you can earn great money like i want to do both yeah. how is that possible like is yeah. it possible because all i saw through generation of generation of entrepreneurs was sacrifice and to be successful you had to sacrifice and i'm like i'm i'm a hard working person i'm willing to do it but I also mm. want emotional connection Not to break at the same time. Yeah. Without breaking, you know, and I love my dad and we get on really, really well, but he quite frankly, he has never done anything with me in his life other than basically walk me down the aisle. He financially <laughs> supported me through, you know, to the ends of the world, do anything for me. And but he was but working all the time. He was working all the time. Yeah. All the time. And, and saw he was the only person that could do things. He had to be in control of everything. You know, he's still to this day in his late sixties is out six o'clock on a Sunday morning doing his deliveries for his farming business because he thinks it has to be him and he nearly didn't come on our family holiday because of it and you're like what is going on and then mm. I went to corporate and I learned oh if you set up systems you've got a structure you found the right support and you could actually lead them you can grow a business I'm like oh and that brings me on to the next point right so because we've only got a few more minutes so I know you need right. to go so uh, sorry to rush you I don't mean to no 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 I can talk forever um but um we've now got the right people we've, yeah. we've we've thought about the right the, the right people for the right job we've now got the right people now and this is the next thing that was a light bulb moment for me is that I always saw that the relationship with the people that worked in my team that they were separate they were self-employed and they were separate and one of the biggest light bulb moments I had is having a weekly team meeting mm -hmm. and so that everyone came together and we had a scorecard of all of the, what the company goals were. And then everyone had to do their bit to go in and put their information. And then we have a 15 minute round robin and everyone has to listen to everyone else's problems so that we can actually see it working. And that was for me, quite really quite amazing because then when I went on holiday and I wasn't around so much, they were helping and supporting each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just meant that I was on, was not having to micromanage people. I set up the expectations and it was then much more easier for me to manage thereafter. Um, one thing I haven't done is I know you sort of an advocate for quarterly or monthly meetings for individual. Um, mm -hmm. I speak to my team so much. I think, um, I don't think I need to do that. We have such an open relationship that I, I the way that I talk to them mm -hmm. is like, they know they could just, if there was a problem, they would talk to me anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, so so that's the only thing that I learned from you. The only yes. thing I would, um, and thank you for for sharing that. But the the only thing I would say is the reason why I'm an advocate for like quarterly catch ups is because so often we just talk about the job. Yeah. And I want to make sure that beyond the niceties of how's your weekend and how's your family and how you yeah. feel, like yeah. we actually talk about them and their job. Like how are they doing? Like what yeah. do they need to do for a stretch? So it's about the individual. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I and I do love that idea, and I probably need to do a bit more of that. 
Um, one thing we do do in our team meetings is um, what, like as a team, we share what we expect, what you want to achieve in the role over the next quarter. Oh, I love how, that. Yeah. And so they share what their quarterly goals are. And, what, what, and for example, just come out of the summer holidays, it's like, what did you learn over the summer holidays? And then before mm. the summer holidays, it's like, how are you going to manage the whole summer holidays? What's your objective personally and in business to achieve over the summer holidays? And we do that collectively as a team because then they can, they, we, 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 sh- we share more openly about what's yeah. working and what's not working. Yeah. And no one's trying to hide the fact that they've got a child sick at home and like this is now. Oh, no. One of them whips their boob out and starts breastfeeding. It's like, yeah. And the husband's in the background going, what are you doing? Oh my God. She's like, I think I was on calls with you with my newborn, like, oh, like attached to me at one point. But how different though is that than, can you do this for me? Can you like t- giving someone a task, like feeding someone each day with task, 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 task? Yeah. Your team are empowered to know their role, know the position within the business, know what they can make decisions on, know what they need your input on, drive things forward on your behalf. And it's just like, oh, and it's not always perfect. I'm not a magician. No, and no one is. No. But it's just so much more freeing when you're not the bottleneck. And I tell totally. you what, no one gets to half a million without burning out in that in that sense. Like when I find like the 300,000 is a real tipping point. Like if you can't free yourself as a bottleneck from that point, you're never going to scale beyond. No, and what I'm doing now with them is that I've got bigger plans for next year, possibly the year after. So what I'm going to be doing with them now is I'm having those conversations with them now mm-hmm. and I'm basically saying to them, okay, this is where I see your role going. Um, so therefore this is the things I need you to start getting your head around. Oh, yeah. You are already having those conversations. That's amazing. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah, the, the bigger role for the future in terms of, you know, for example, marketing regulation. So my marketing assistant, I need her to start understanding marketing regulation more under the FCA rules which is not something she really has to do much at the moment. But going forward, um, I need her to, as she's in the role, to start just just keeping a closer eye on that and seeing what feedback we get and what reports come through so she can sort of, rather than going, oh, that's nothing to do with me, that's not my job. I'm sort of trying to set them up for that next step. Mm -hmm. Um, Any lasting tips and, and suggestions for people before we go today, Sky? Okay, I would say that to be successful like you're going to need support at some level whether that's home or in business being open to that and willing to do that sooner rather than later will really help you and the whole thing is like thinking about what do you do best do that focus your time on that and get help with everything else like if you can do those two things you will be able to grow your business you'll be able to grow your career have a happy family life as well you gotta just take people with you including husbands family members you know I used to say my mother-in-law was my support team when she had my son for a day a week for me for free to start with. Your team is whoever is supporting you. Um, Look after them, but most importantly, look after yourself. 100%. And what's your advice for those women that don't have uh, support from partners in their business? Mm. Um, Well, I think it's a different matter if you don't have someone versus you have someone who isn't supportive um, because one can feel like obviously lonely but the other can be a bit more destructive um and have a few more like challenges it's my experience from working with clients in that situation it always comes down to communication like what is it like thinking about it from the second positioning thinking about it from their perspective what is really going on why are they really not that supportive and if there physically isn't someone else to help you then 
you're going to need some help, particularly if you have children or small children, like being superwoman is only going to lead to burnout. So start seeing where would you like that help? It may not be at home. It may be in business, but equally, if it is at home, so you can spend more time in your business, like I did, there is nothing wrong with that either. No. And asking mates for help, right? Just asking a bit for help now and here and there, school friends, whatever, uh, pickups, whatever, whatever it takes to sort of just not feel like you're completely um, on a, on a budget kind of thing with your time. No. Um, love today. Thank you for jo- joining me. And um, how can people connect with you? What's the next step if they want to work with you? Oh, well, come over and see me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm sky underscore barber um, or my website, www.skybarber.com. Come and there's a, a free quiz there on the website, all about like the mindset challenges to scaling a business and pop me a message in the DMs perfect loved uh, talking to you today there will be show notes with links you can go and check those out Um, and you have a podcast too right yes full freedom for entrepreneurs which you have featured on I have go and check it out it's absolutely brilliant and there'll be loads of advice on there for you thank you again Sky be in the house thank you for joining me and sending you all lots of love lots of love thanks thank you for joining us on today's episode of accelerate your wealth For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk